So you had something that, that I, I like the look of on your Splag sheet, and you said oh, yeah. you were yeah. saying you were asking about favorite childhood family films. Yeah. So like in in my family, we've got a couple of I guess go to family classics. You know, yeah. like if on Boxing Day or something, we might put it on, and they're movies that I have seen a hundred times since I was a kid, and I wondered. What's going on in other families? What's yeah. going on in the Holland family, for right. example? Do you guys have? Do you what? Do you put on Blue Velvet? On yeah, Dad Boxing would, Day morning. Dad would put on Blue Velvet and Clockwork Orange on Boxing Day morning uh, when I was four or five. <laughs> for the Maloney family, we loved. Uh, it was a lot of Steve Martin films, actually. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Planes, Trains, and yeah. Automobiles. All those classics, and they they are pretty good films. Like I'd be happy to. I like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a lot. Yeah, people like me. My wife likes me. <laughs> my, my wife. I always likes think me. that when someone says something mean about me. Um, <laughs> yeah. What What did you have in your family? I actually called mum when I saw that you'd written that. I called mum briefly this morning, and I said, oh. "What cinema films did we watch as kids?" And she said, "Goonies." I watched. Oh yeah. She said, uh, "Never Ending Story." Yes, great, great one. And I reckon the first film that I ever saw at the cinema was American Tale. Oh, yeah. With the, I think it's a little Eastern European family of rats that try and get to America. And I think they're mice, but um, it's, yeah, it's about... <laughs> diseased rats. <laughs> it's, it's a family of diseased rats from Eastern Europe trying, trying, trying to jump the queue. <laughs> they get their comeuppance. Five full. I'm looking for my family. <laughs> that's that's American <laughs> Tale. The whole film. That's right. I was trying to remember what his name was, but it's yeah. Five full. Contains the amazing song. Uh, it's a duet with Linda Ronstadt, and I forget the other man's name. Uh, somewhere out there, which is an absolute mm. banger. Beneath yeah. the pale moonlight, someone's mm. thinking of mm. me. And loving me tonight. Pretty sure that made me cry when I was a when I was a little sweet boy. Yeah, when you're a little sweet boy. I was going to say, and the other film that I absolutely loved as a child was Labyrinth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beauty. That was a big one in my family. And as I would watch it, I remember that I would watch it, and I loved it. I loved David Bowie as the Goblin King, and I loved Jennifer Connolly. And I remember yeah. I turned to my mum and I said, Mum, when I'm 39 years old, can I have a 16-year-old love interest as well? <laughs> and she said, of course you can, Alex. David Bowie is a cultural icon who, whose who's, who's record is without anything odd whatsoever. So thank you so much, Mum, and thank you so much, David Bowie. <laughs> and I'll be wearing those tight... Tight white leggings. I oh, have that weird eighties haircut. <laughs> Your eyes can be so cruel. <laughs> That's very good. You do a good Bowie. Um, the uh, I mean, it is funny rewatching those films. I found <clears throat> I found last year being the very strange year that it was. I had this desire to go back to some of those things. So I did watch Never Ending Story, for example. I think I might have tried to watch The Goonies, which is just fucking nigh on incomprehensible. But um, Yeah, really? 
it's it's weird the way you kind of watch these things and think some of them age really well and you think that's actually just a genuinely good film and some of them you kind of think, God, I think there was a little bit too much cocaine getting around in that time and <laughs> people people thought things were good ideas when they were barely comprehensible. What have you seen that was perhaps that has aged the worst? Yeah, I've got to say I did try and watch Labyrinth and found it a little bit hard going. I'd tell you that I'd tell you the one that jumps out at I'll tell you the one that jumps out at me straight away. Yeah. Which as a kid, I, I, I guess I just ha- must have had it makes me think that as a kid, I'm I must have been so seduced by cool that narrative structure just didn't yeah. matter. And so that the yeah. one that always strikes yeah. me is um is uh is Empire Records. Oh yeah, right, right. When when I watched that as a as a kid, I remember a few kids had already seen it, and then there was a yeah, there was a house party. There's a little house party at Will Brown's house. Shout out to Will Brown. Yeah, and he had he had it, and everybody was coming over to watch it. And I remember it was also one of the first parties that I went to that had like well gatherings that had girls at it. It would have been a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think yeah. we would have all been in year eight, so maybe thirteen, fourteen years old. And we watched Empire Records, and I remember just thinking, man. These cool kids work in this yeah. record shop and they just run around and they have amazing experiences and I want to work in a record shop and have Anthony LaPaglia be my boss. And, yeah. you know, that was exactly what I thought. And then I watched it again a few years ago. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> None of the things that are happening are believable and you and they're all obviously just inserted because the the people who wrote it thought yeah oh let's just let's just have this this will be funny and this will be dramatic and this will be and none of it ties together (laughs) i I just can't imagine free-to-air tv commercial tv staying around at all like it's just got to go, surely. Like, who the fuck is... Yeah, it's it's interesting to imagine whether it will... What it will look like on the on the way out. I mean, I guess we're sort of seeing that now. But, but there was always something like... There's always something comforting when I... You know, when I think back to watching free-to-air TV. I mean, I rarely do it now. There's it's It's this kind of vague awareness as you're watching it that you're having a communal experience with a bunch of other people. And, uh, and obviously once yeah. you, when you're streaming, you kind of don't get that. You feel like you're very much just doing an activity on your own. Um, you know, but everyone had, everyone tuned in and it felt like, I don't know, it was a sort of, even though you were by yourself watching or whatever, you felt like you were having an experience that the rest of Australia was having. And I'm going to miss that. You're going to miss that water cool that water cooler discussion where you'd turn up to work the next day and you'd say, "Did everybody catch the new episode of Dharma and Greg last night?" Yeah, and everyone exactly. would go, "No. Why are you watching that? It's shit." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd say, "Oh man, did anyone tape the Becker finale? I was out." Um, and oh say, man, was that terrible? Oh my god, was Becker a terrible show? <laughs> it sure was. Ted dancing, swinging a miss. But <laughs> but it still gets it still does reruns for some reason now. Oh my god. I, a few That's... months ago I turned on the TV and uh and Becker was on. 
And boy, did oh, I no. watch the shit out of it. <laughs> I've got a hotch blog for you. I've got a question that I know you're really going to love to give an answer to. Yeah, please. Once travel opens up again, what's your dream destination that you're going to book a flight to and go straight there somewhere that as boy, you always mm. thought, oh, I want to go and experience that when you sat on the floor. As boy, nude, with that spinning that globe between your legs that you were given as a gift. Spinning that globe. Dreaming. Why don't I have clothes on? <laughs> Just free. Free to explore the globe. <laughs> Just Just pressing my my nude body up against that globe, that cold globe. Experiencing the globe, having having your bits just flick Tasmania. <laughs> Get too low and you hit that Antarctica. Oh, it's cold down there. Who you have to step back, flinch. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I um I am really keen to go. To Southeast Asia, in particular to Cambodia or maybe Laos. Uh-huh. Yeah, before just just before we weren't allowed to travel anymore in Australia, uh, Jacinta and I, my partner, went to um, Vietnam, and it was a it was fantastic. And uh, and I just want to explore that part of the world because it's pretty accessible in Australia. And uh, one thing that I always miss about living where you are is being able to travel extremely cheaply and easily. Well, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of places that I can cheaply get to, I've been having a look around on the internet. Yeah. There's one place that's not too far from me that's getting a lot of heat online. I'm thinking, I'm going to get myself straight there. Yeah. It's apparently, it's off the coast of Spain, uh, I think somewhere in the Mediterranean, and that's Atlantis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You want to go? So I was having a look, and they think it's uh, so it's off the it's in the Mediterranean, <laughs> it's in the Mediterranean somewhere, and it looks real good. I'm going to tell you right now. I've been looking at pictures online. Most of them are drawn. I think people, a lot of artists, yeah. have been inspired to draw. I didn't find a lot of photos, but there's a lot of paintings and drawings. Yeah. It looks it looks a little bit like Dubai, except even better. And there, the the women look. Really beautiful on the island of Atlantis. <laughs> and um, probably I couldn't find a lot of flights, so I don't know when they open up. Again, I was on Skyscanner and uh, I was having a look yeah, around. Not a lot of flights if... to Atlantis. There's probably, I think Ryanair, I think probably Ryanair do some. It's probably like 100 euro or something. Um, and <laughs> I was looking up. I have here, I found... There's not a lot of reviews. There's one 
review I found on TripAdvisor from somebody whose username is Plateau or Plato, I think it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, he's given it five stars and he's written here. Um, he's written looks kind of Dubai. Uh, looks like look, it's, he said it reminded him a little bit of Dubai, except you can kiss in public and uh, not go to jail, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> and he's also written here people. Uh, he's written Atlantis is uh, is awesome. It's off the chain. People are generally highly moral and spiritual, and the vibe is mostly utopian. And then he's put. <laughs> Uh, worth mentioning over the last few years, though, some people are becoming greedy, petty, and morally bankrupt, uh, and morally bankrupt, which has started to anger some of the gods in some of the local re- uh, regions, and that's just something to be mindful of. <laughs> but I reckon he probably went during peak season. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> that's probably his experience in like, you know, like July, yeah. where there would have been the cruise ships there and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. he's probably in the, t- he might've been in the touristy bit. As well, uh, and it is, it does, it says here, uh, this review was posted uh, 2,380 years ago, but I don't know, most of that's probably still relevant, I reckon, uh, so I'm booking my flights straight there. You know, when we were kids, you used to see, speaking of um, places, of, of cities under the sea, you used to see like science fiction-y or future-y books and they would have like bubble cities existing under the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And I always wanted to live in one and I thought, far out, imagine when it gets to like 2010 or 2020 Surely by then, surely by then, we'll have bubble cities under the sea. Oh. Not even close. What technologies did you think would exist by now that yeah. don't? As as child, when you would look at as the boy, world. As when boy. Sit. When I would sit <laughs> nude and look through my telescope. Yeah. When, when you would dream <laughs> nude on the floor as boy and you would think... <laughs> What will future be like? <laughs> yeah. What will the future... What would, th- what would I imagine? You I think, did what imagine... What will the future be like? I thought, you know, bubble cities. I thought yeah. hover cars. I thought yeah. we'd be way better at space travel. I thought we would definitely have flying cars, hoverboards, yeah. self-lacing sneakers, and jackets <laughs> that... They fit to your body no matter what size you are. And if you fall in the creek, then you get out and just dries you right off. Where are they? <laughs> just just all of your sense of how things were going to turn out was yeah. based on I thought that you one could, very specific cultural reference. I thought that, you, I thought that you'd be able to get a, a tiny pizza that was no bigger than the size of your hand and you could put it in a hydrating machine and it would hydrate that pizza and make it big. Where is it? Yeah, where is that? Jacket drying. Your jacket is now dry. <laughs> you can make video calls, which yeah. obviously was a big thing in yeah. Back to the Future Part 2. Back to, the Fu- of course. Back to the Future Part 2. There are actually a bunch of things in that that came true. He also watches a film on Trump. his... On his he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great, exactly. Trump became the leader of everything. It did 
yeah. gleefully predict that. Uh, <laughs> and he also, he watches, um, his son watches uh, TV through glasses, which is something we can ah. do now too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't experienced this, the new generation of virtual reality. So when I, when we were kids, you used to go to like science expos and they'd have this really sort of piss weak versions of it. And basically, yeah. basically the only thing that it could do, which was amazing at the time, was like you would, you know, move your hand up to your face and maybe you'd see your hand or you'd, you'd look to the yeah. left and then the screen would adjust so that you'd be looking to the left. And but aside from that, it was extremely sort of blocky, basic stuff. It was like you're you're a cube, and you can walk over to that cube and touch it with your cube. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And as Whoa. a fourteen-year-old boy, I was just like, "Yeah, but when are we getting virtual sex?" Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was you, you. You put the headset on and you had it on for fifteen seconds, and you said, "Right, I get the cube. Right, <laughs> I get that you've done this with cubes." Yeah, how do uh, I uh, how do I uh, get the cube's bra off? But have have you seen <laughs> Weird Science the movie? Because <laughs> I think you're focusing too much of your attention on cubes. <laughs> There's no market for that. There's not going to be a market for this. But let me tell you what: there <laughs> is going to be a market for Poindexter. <laughs> Just poking a poking a man in a white lab coat in the chest. <laughs> Conducting the virtual reality. You are sitting on a gold mine and you don't even know it, you idiot. 